G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 14. I'm John Barger and back from leave, jackpot Joel Marshall. Expecting Dynamite Dan to join us soon. Well, Joel, a big day for stakes races. We know that spring is just around the corner when uh, we get the multiple stakes cards. This one is at Caulfield. It's Peter Lawrence Stakes Day, of course, long known as Liston Stakes Day, where uh, some of the spring stars would step out first. But uh, you'd really say probably the main interest in that Caulfield meeting is in the Vane and Quisette for the new season three-year-olds rather than the Lawrence itself. Yeah, indeed. They're always exciting races, these uh, early season three-year-old races, just to see how the last season's two-year-old form measures up. And, you know, we've got some sort of emerging three-year-olds that, weren't tested in strong races as two-year-olds, but they're sort of, uh, you know, hitting the scene now. And, yeah, look, I think they're the highlight. The Lawrence, a bit of a tail to the field, probably three or four strong winning chances. And, you know, so the rest of them sort of probably making up the the, the numbers, really. Uh, but, yeah, I think the uh, the Quisette in particular, uh, pretty strong field this year, I think. There's uh, some smart fillies and... Yeah, we'll obviously be a lot wiser after the race as to which ones are going to step up and and be counted at this sort of level. Well, that's right. There's always uh, if you if you're trying to go up a two-year-old form, uh, there'll always be something uh, to to bob up and surprise you in these these early season three-year-olds because some of the two-year-olds just will not replicate that form, and uh, some of the ones that perhaps we haven't seen much of or uh, perhaps didn't show their true form at two will bob up. Dan has joined us, Dan. Uh, we see that uh, Caulfield's not the only black-type venue on Saturday. In fact, uh, Kembla, Morfordville and Belmont all got black-type races this Saturday. But um, the spring stakes in Morfordville is an interesting one, isn't it? It's kind of a instant uh, deja vu all over again, uh, Behemoth versus Dallas. And uh, good race? It is a good race. Um, look, as you said, it's, it's, what makes it interesting, I think, is the emergence of Bo Rossa, who... Uh, was excellent in that lightning stakes first up, uh, relishing the heavy ground there. But uh, horses like Behemoth and Dallasan there, um, you know, they can't obviously can't be discounted. I just think it just adds another element. It's probably a pretty uh, light race in terms of depth um, this, this spring stakes. But between the top three in the market, it makes for a pretty intriguing contest um, and more of all. So, yeah, looking forward to that, Bucks. All righty. Well, we will start at Caulfield, where uh, conveniently enough, the four black type races are also the four legs of the quaddy. We kick off in race six with one of those three-year-old races we mentioned earlier. It is the Ned's Vein Stakes. Only the eight acceptors, set weights and penalties for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings over 1,100 metres, Joel. Yeah, certainly going from way out left field here. I'm sort of, yeah, this is an interesting race because you've got a couple of the I guess probably the two best-performed two-year-olds are probably General Bowen ingratiating. Um, they're sort of up towards the market. I've, yeah, I've looked elsewhere. I've gone for a bit of a roughie on top in number eight, Cecil Street Lad. I've had a bit of an opinion of this bloke for a while. He had been jumping out super. I thought it was a really good win at Sandown on debut and then didn't have all favours next time out. Did a bit of work in running. Thought he still stuck on quite well. They've put the winkers on. Well, he's going to be massive odds. Hopefully, eight runners. Um, you know, the field remains with eight runners, and we can back him each way. Got a fair bit of time for number seven, Mr. Mozart, as well. He hasn't been scratched as yet. He's also in at Kembla Grange. 
he's a well-bred colt that won well on debut at Warwick Farm and then tough as nails in the bay at his second start, stepping to 1,400, wide the trip and just stuck on really well for fourth. I think he's certainly got a future. A five-generation, he sort of, you know, he didn't tackle stakes races as a two-year-old, but certainly showed enough winning in Adelaide, winning at Morfordville and then at Caulfield. He walked in at Caulfield at his second start. I think there's a fair bit of upside for him. And four jigsaw, had things against last time out at Mooney Valley. He went up to 60 kilos, came back in trip, and I think he just sort of gave a bit of, gave a bit of weight away. Blinkers go on, and he obviously is far better treated at the weights here. So, yeah, look, I've sort of taken on a couple of the obvious, but uh, in, in, intriguing race. We'll know a bit more afterwards. Eight from seven, five, and four. I'm with the three on top in gratiating. I'm a big fan of this colt. He's just one of those horses yet to run poorly. He's come up against the, um, you know, the, the top two-year-old's last preparation, held his own second in a blue diamond, third in a golden slipper. Uh, did beat Gimme Parr, who will be one of the favourites in the um, the Quisette, the next race we preview. So he's got the strong form, grows well fresh, and um, his two runs at Caulfield been pretty good. So I'm going to have him on top of the three. The one general bow in next, um, he's beaten Animo at this track. He's he's a very good fresh horse too from two and really hasn't done much wrong um, in his five starts. The Blue Diamond, a race that was suited to the, the swoopers there. He sat up on the pace and wasn't beaten far there. So he certainly got a case as well. Four, Jigsaw, he's got the fitness. Um, this preparation with two runs back from a spell. He drops from 60 to 56 for this. And in for fourth, I got the, the unbeaten generation. Three, one, four, and five for me. Yeah, I'm forgiving Jigsaw for that last defeat with uh, the big weight and back in distance. From uh, general bow generation and ingratiating. So four, one, five, and three for me. Race seven, second leg of the quaddy, second of the black type races at Caulfield on Saturday is the Beck Pro Build Quisette Stakes. It is the Phillies division. Uh, same conditions, group three, set weights and penalties over 1,100 metres, Joel, and uh, 14 of them here have accepted. Yeah, as much as it's a, a difficult race to line up, I am made my best here in number four, Najmati. Got the cash for us at Caulfield at her second start. That was coming off a maiden win. She blitzed her rivals there at Caulfield, I thought. And then she went up to Sydney for the Percy site. She was beaten as favourite, maybe just came to the end of her prep. She was a bit plain. Um, you know, she'd been Sydney down to Melbourne, back up to Sydney. Might just have uh, sort of fell to pieces there in that race, but she's been trialing really well. I think she's certainly above average, so I think she'll kick off with a win. Three scorched earth uh, for some value in for second. I've sort of been with her since her first start, where she was very good at Ballarat there in the Magic Millions clockwise classic. She came back off a spell, a runner up in a blue diamond prelude, and then. Got a couple of uh, sort of softer races under the belt over in Adelaide and, and back at the Valley. I think she's uh, over the odds. 13, Asteria Deer, I think is a filly with some talent. Uh, she needs to improve off that sale win. Uh, she jumped to the front, controlled the race. Only won by a length, but probably could have won by more. She'd been jumping out really well leading into that. I think she can certainly take the next step and have to include number seven, Gimme Par, the close relative. Of Black Caviar, beaten on debut in the Talon Dirt, but ran very well and then uh, bolted in at Caulfield at her second start. Four on top for me from three, 13 and seven. And with Joel, um, with Najmadi, she's my best of the day at Caulfield as well. Her recent trial in Sydney, um, I thought was very good. Ridden sort of ridden quite a bit field there and 
when got a little bit of room in the uh, the last 200 metres, she really hit the line nicely behind Mama Reagan. Um, the Caulfield win last preparation was excellent. The Rizuch uh, choice stakes and um, I think can present here first up. So my best, Najmati. In for second, I got the 11, Sweet Mary, who was out of a good form race. Third at Mooney Valley last start. She was um, covered plenty of ground that day and looked stuck on pretty well uh, despite the Torrid run. The maiden win prior was excellent. Um, she gets a nice draw here, barrier two, and you know, with luck at the right time, she can certainly figure. The nine, high, 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 first up for Gary Portelli. Um, she made a, she uh, thrashed a pretty decent Canterbury uh, maiden field earlier in the year, early January. Uh, Larkspur run came, was second in that race, three and a half lengths behind, and um, that horse has gone on to do good things. Two runs since for high, high, high in that same preparation, where very good races, the Millennium Inglis and the, the Group Two race at Randwick. Uh, both of those are sort of excuses for the, the finishing margin there. Um, I think she's a bit of a talented filly and they can run a race first up here. And in for fourth, we've got the seven, Gimme Par. Four, eleven, nine, seven. Uh, Gimme Par for me on top from Najmati Arcaded and Libiamo. So that is seven to beat four, one and eight. Race eight is the big one, uh, on paper at least, at Caulfield. It is the PB Lawrence Stakes, 1,400 metres standard weight for age. Group two level, it is worth 300,000, and we have 10 acceptors. My fun facts is that 10 of the past 13 uh, years, this has been won by a first-upper. So um, despite how tempting that bletchingly form might be, they usually resume and win in this race. And Mears uh, had a long drought from 2000 to 2015 in this race, but have won three of the past five. So good news, I suppose, for Sierra Sue, who wouldn't entirely shock. Joel, what are your thoughts on the PB Lawrence? I'm going with number four, Super Storm. First start for the Danny O'Brien yard. He wasn't able to win last preparation, but gee, he ran some really good races. His racing pattern doesn't help, and that's what he just needs to, I guess, work on, and he's going to need to overcome you know, uh, some some luck and, and perhaps tempos in his races uh, to, to build on his record so far. But he had no luck in the Rupert Clark. He was placed in the two-rack and, and then his Golden Eagle run was pretty good after getting a, a mile back. I think kicking off at 1,400 is a good kickoff for him. And it looks enough tempo, even though it's not a large field. Streets of Avalon, I think, do you reckon Red Can Man all can go forward and just hopefully in, inject enough pace for Superstorm? Uh, two streets of Avalon's going to be hard to run down, as he was in the Bletchingley. He looked to sort of peak on his run at the 200, but, gee, he didn't lie down, just kept kicking, and it took forever to Sansom, uh, for Sansom to nail him on the line. He'll be fitter for that, and this distance suits better. Sansom in for third. Just needs to, uh, I guess, sort of prove himself at this level at 1,400. He, he did win a, a Group 3 under uh, handicap conditions last spring, uh, but he looks to have come back in good order with that weight for age win in the Bletchingley. And eight non-conformist. Also, I've got a fair bit of time for. Things didn't quite pan out for him in the autumn, although he did run some nice races in defeat. I think uh, he'll be hitting the line hard at 1,400 first up. Might be able to sneak into the minor money. Four on top for me, though, from two, seven and eight. And with two streets of Avalon, I think it sets up nicely for him here. Um, he'll roll forward and settle handy. And as Joel touched on, the rise of 1,400 metres certainly suits him. He's a... Uh, Really enjoys racing at Caulfield, especially recently. And um, uh, yeah, it was a very tough first up run in the Bletchley. Went past the astrologist who has come out and since won the Ori Star. 
Um, I think it will be harder to run down this time around, though, the two streets of Alpha. He's my top pick. I've got the eight in next nonconformist. Um, 400 metres first up. Look, he's a horse who will get over further. We know that. But I think his first up record reads pretty well. And he can certainly figure in a race like this. Uh, stable saying all the right things. Looks to be come, up, come back in good stead. And um, he does race well at Caulfield, his home track as well. So I think he's a bit of an each-way hope in this in this race. Stansom in next. Uh, as Joel said, shaded. Just got past Streets of Avalon late first up. A pleasing return. He has got runs on the board at 400 metres as well. In for fourth, the resuming Superstorm. My numbers, two, eight, seven, and four. Uh, I'm with Superstorm 2 to beat Sansom Streets of Avalon and Red Can Man. So that is uh, four to beat seven, two, and six. And finally, at Caulfield on Saturday, race nine, fourth leg of the quaddy, Evergreen Turf, Regal Roller Stakes, 1,200-metre handicap at listed level, Joel. I've gone with three away game. She's had a bit of a freshen since being up in Queensland where she was able to win the Healy Stakes against the boys. I thought that just showed a different uh, different string to her bow there where she was able to settle off the pace, you know, off midfield and really finish strongly to win. Had 54 and a half there. Now she's got 58. So that certainly makes things tougher. I thought her opening quote of about $7.50 was uh, generous enough and she looked a good each way play. Nine Zoo Dancer, I think soon for a good prep. Maybe needs one more and getting to 1,400 is when we'll see the best of her. But she did a good job first up with 59 from a wide gate. She drops five kilos. She can certainly go close. And then up towards the top, one Crosshaven. So obviously giving a bit of weight away here with 60 kilos, but he's a class performer. Third in the CF4 behind Streets of Avalon. First up in the autumn. And two, the Inferno. Probably the most exciting runner at the meeting, really. He looked an absolute star in Singapore, winning eight from nine. First start in Australia, obviously Cliff Brown back in Melbourne. And, uh, yeah, the market's certainly going to be a, a bit of a guide with him, but wouldn't be leaving him out of the quaddy. Three on top from nine, one and two. I think it was an open race to end the day. We'll go on with a bit of a, pro- at a, bit of a price here. The four outrageous who he can, can mix form. Um, he doesn't always put in, but his best is, is it's good enough for this, and he has got a very good first up record. Did like the recent trial, uh, recent jump out of Flemington, beat Arcaded there. Um, and yeah, I think he can run a race first up in, a, in, a, in an open open affair. So he's my best value of the day at Caulfield. Um, number four, outrageous. I got the seven in next, La Mexicana. Um, ripping mare, who was very good with the big weight first up, back to 54 kilos. He has a drop six kilos from that. Um, does love this track. Away game. Uh, beat a good field, second up in Brisbane at Healy Stakes. And in for fourth, I've got the two, the Inferno. My numbers, four to beat seven, three and two. Uh, La Mexicana for me, a good run first up, unbeaten second up, the Inferno. As Joel mentioned, got to respect that Singapore record and Cliff Brown can train. Three away game and four outrageous, seven, two, three, four. Uh, recapping our best and value bets, Daniel's best was um, Nag Marty, race seven, number four, and his value bet was race nine, number four. Outrageous, Joel's best, race seven, number four, Nag Marty, again, and value bet race nine, number three, away game. My best uh, was race three, number one, second slip, also in, in Adelaide, but... Um, uh, thought was uh, just about 
ready to win last week. This is easier. Um, and my value bet race four, number four, underrated Warrnambool Mayor Paul's Regret. That wraps up Caulfield on Saturday. Unusually, the up-and-coming stakes day is at Kembla Grange uh, with uh, Rose Hill out of action at the moment due to COVID restrictions and uh, the only city racing being done at Ramwick, giving Ramwick a rest this week and running the up-and-coming at Kembla Grange. It is race eight on the Kembla card. It is the Darley up-and-coming stakes, 1,300-metre quality for three-year-olds at Group 3 level. Joel, how did you see this one? Yeah, well, I've gone with the number one Tiger of Malay. He's obviously got the huge weight, 61 kilos, three kilos more than his nearest rival, and he's giving six and seven to the rest of the field. So he's got a bit of a task, but to offset that, he's got gate one, he's got James McDonald. His form as a two-year-old is very good. He was able to finish runner-up in the Pago Pago behind Shaquiro. Next couple... Just fair, but then he found form again in Brisbane, winning the size produce and finishing third in the JJ Atkins behind Converge. His recent trial was good. And if he can just get the breaks when he needs them, he's going to be the one to hold out. Then I've gone looking down towards the bottom. Nine concocted. Uh, the Waterhouse spot team had the option for a couple of horses here. Uh, Silent Impact was also nom, didn't accept. They've just elected to go with this one. He won at Hawkesbury and then finished second to Silent Impact. So I'm respecting that form because I would have had Silent Impact on top if he was here. Eight, Brigantine. His first two runs were just fair earlier in the year, but then stack of money came for him first up off some good trials. He's clearly improved. That was a good win. This is tougher, but uh, he may just continue to improve. And seven, Coast Watch also comes out of that Silent Impact race. Covered a bit of ground. I thought battled on quite well. He did win his maiden nicely first up back in March, beating Jin Martini, who's a filly, I think, uh, got a fair bit of talent. So I think if he finds that form, he can run some sort of a race. But I'll win number one from nine, eight, and seven. Yeah, the one hard to go past, Tiger Malay, even with that big, um, that big one kilo weighty, his form last preparation is Brisbane. Brisbane was was excellent winning the size and, of course, uh, defeating Converge, then went on to win the Atkins and um, Tiger Malay finished third. Despite doing a little bit wrong in the run, he was running home nicely. 1,300 metres, a good sick back kick-off, kickoff point for him and uh, the recent trial was was pretty good to the eye as well. So uh, he's on top, the one. I'm a Coast Watch fan. I think he's got the makings of a, of a very good horse. That Jim Martini form Joel touched on is, um, is really good. That's a talented horse he beat that day and just had too much to do last start, sat for third wide there and um, didn't ping um, in the straight. But he stuck on okay. I think rising to 300 metres will suit and uh, down to 53 kilos as well. So he's the, he's the big threat. Uh, in for third, I have the six picker owns. Just had to get too far back from that wide gate first up. Um, that violent impact race. I really like the trial from her prior. And in for fourth, I have the four revivalist. Uh, cost himself last time up to 1,400 metres, um, wanting to hang out. But looks to be a talent and um, has he's got plenty of fitness, this preparation already under his belt. One, seven, six and four. All right. Uh, the up and coming is race eight on the Kembla program. Uh, Joel, for your specials, you're taking us to race nine and ten. And Daniel, race one and two. We'll start with you, Joel. All right. Yeah, late in the day for me. Uh, my value bet, race nine, number nine, Glorious Dream. Not convinced she's a Saturday grade mare just yet, but we'll find out because she gets her chance with the lightweight 
this week. She won well enough at Goulburn second up. wasn't a big margin, but she had 59.5 on a heavy 10. Uh, so she did a reasonable job. That was her fourth win at start 10. She then came to town for a midweek race on the Kenzo track, and I thought she hit the line really well for third there behind Sentimental. She drops from 57.5, I think just down to 51.5. I think Alan Hennessy can only claim a two down to 51.5. Uh, she's got the good gate. It's about 9 or $10. It's not an overly strong Saturday race, so I think she's worth a play each way. And I've made my best race 10, number 10, Pale King. I'm not sure 1,400 is going to be far enough, but I think he's going to be pretty forward here first up. Now, we'll need to get his rating up. He's known for some big races. He was a winner at his only start in the UK. He won at Kembla Grange, his first local outing. That was over 1,600. They gave him a bit of time. He won again first up at Sandown back in March before. Disappointing his next time. I think he had a few issues there. They tipped him out immediately. Loved his finish in his recent trial. Gee, he hit the line strongly. Finished on the heels of Rock. I think this is a winnable race first up if you can just stay in touch with them at 1,400. Yeah, my best comes up in, in the first. Phillipsburg, he's uh, don't normally make the, my best bet for the highway races, but I think he's better than that grade. Um, four-year-old Gelding, he, very good in the highway first up. The winner, Sunrise Ruby, looks quite a promising um, quite a promising mare and I thought he was good um, good running second behind her we fitted for the run his second up win last preparation was very good and then he went on to beat Swagger at the start after that Swagger went on to front to form later that preparation so on the good draw he'll settle handy and I think he'll take some running down um, Phillipsburg so the best bet race one number three uh, the value comes up in the next race uh, Mama Reagan uh, note when I Picked him as a value. It was eight horses in the field. I think one of them has been scratched now since the five. So there's only a field of seven. But I'm still a pretty backable uh, price, around six, seven dollars. This is the easiest race he's, he's faced. He was tacked on group two, group one races um, as a three-year-old. And you know, and holding his own. Um, didn't have a lot of luck uh, a couple of preps ago. But he was running against the elite, elite, elite company. His recent trial was very good, held off Najmadi, as I referenced earlier. I mean, they sort of got away from the rest of the field in that trial. So good front-running rider, Nash Rewilla, back on board. Um, he might take some running down the three. Race two, number three, Mama Reagan. All righty, that wraps up Kembla. They are racing on the course proper at Morfittville on Saturday. And as we mentioned earlier, there is a stakes race, a group three race indeed. Uh, it is race six, the James Squire Spring Stakes. Um, and that is at weight for age over 1,200 metres. Uh, eight acceptors. Second slip is out. So that means uh, that my best for the day probably will be running at Caulfield. Um, Daniel, you've pretty much told us who you're going to be tipping, the uh, new one on the scene. But uh, tell us why. Yeah, the, the first up win uh, really took me there, Varks. It was a, it was a dominant performance, beat a pretty handy field. Um, look, it was a heavy ten. Would have, um, you know, I guess a few of those rivals might not just uh, enjoyed that ground, but he certainly did. And you should probably uh, remind the listeners who you're talking about. Daniel. Bo Rosser, sorry, <laughs> I'm with the three Bo Rosser on top. Um, yeah, as I said, top, uh, yeah, Sandy win first up, um, relishing the conditions. Look, a wait for age. He's you know. Carrying level weights with Dallas and Behemoth, who are quite um, up in the rating, much higher in the ratings than he is. But uh, the new horse on the scene, I think his form so far indicates he's up to this sort of level. And um, with the benefit of a run under his belt, 
his preparation. Uh, I'm going to stick with him, Bo Rossa. So he's my top pick, the three. Behemoth and Dallasan uh, next in that order. Look, they've you know, had a very good preparation, I thought, in the fourth. It was far too good first up in Morpherville. And then took on the Futurity in the All-Star Mile or in fourth and third there. Um, uh, people, some suggesting he might be sort of past his peak, but I think he's still got plenty to give and just didn't have any luck in a Goodwood in his sole run um, in the, during the Adelaide Carnival. So he'll certainly rates highly in this. Dallasan as well, another horse who just who's obviously got the runs on the board. Third in a Doncaster last preparation and a very versatile entire. He can run a race fresh over this sort of trip. So those are mainly the three. Um, in for fourth, we've got the seven perfect route. Uh, first up, it might just need the run, might just need to hit up, hit out against this sort of classier bunch. Three, one, two, seven. Did you have any thoughts on the spring stakes, Joe? I just leaning to Behemoth. I won't be betting in the race, but uh, he'd won three of his, he'd, he's won his previous three first up runs prior to that Goodwood miss where he obviously had the big weight and the weights were probably against him. He was wide, didn't have all favours, but I think back at weight for age. He's the obvious to beat three Bo Rossa, two Dallas San, and seven Perfect Root. And just before I go, I better give you my one best for Morfittville. It is race five, number three, Dalamax. If he backs up, now he, ran, he went around at Sandown on Wednesday in the three-horse field. He finished a second behind the promising Tuvalu. He's been ticking over nicely this prep. I think if they send him over to Adelaide for Saturday, he'll be very hard to beat. All righty, Daniel, your special slightly earlier in the program, starting with a race four, uh, and that is number six. Best bet on the program, never been seen, last star. Yeah, just I really like the the jump outs um, from this Sue Star Colt, Lestar. He, the reason I was so, so keen to make him a best in it is just a, a race that doesn't have a lot of depth. Um, a lot of the race runners haven't really shown a whole heap at the track. Um, uh, the 14 Ravage Award down the bottom has looked good in, in work and in trials, but I thought the six uh, Lestar, with based on what uh, I saw from his his jump out, winning that quite, quite well, um, I thought he could hit the ground running and, and make a winning start on Dubu in a, in a pretty weak field. So race four, number six, my best. The value comes up in race five. Um, Lolly Lucas, last start winner. Um, Lucas Cranick gelding was second up at, Morf at Murray Bridge, rising in trip. And with the big weight and the wide draw, um, was still able to get the job done, finishing strongly there. It didn't beat a whole lot, but it was a pretty nice win with the big weight. He drops eight kilos, 52 kilos now after the claim. Um, 54 and then two kilo claim from Jacob Opperman and importantly um, saves that 1800 metres here I just thought it was well over the odds in this field um, and looks to have a little bit of upside whereas some of these have sort of reached their ceiling so at 40 to 1 certainly entertain Lolly Lucas on an each way basis race 5 number 11 Eagle Farm the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday does divide opinion you spoke with Michael Costa last week who stated that he won't start horses there and indeed the fields are fairly small on Saturday by Brisbane Saturday Metro Standard. Nevertheless, uh, they're still paying decent prize money and uh, they will be paying in Australian currency if we can find a winner. And you found one for us fairly early, 11.23 Eastern time in the first there, Daniel. Yeah, I uh, got a few eggs in the basket early on in these earlier races. And I think Glorious Ruby is the best of them. She's... She was one of the finds of the Brisbane summer in her, in her day, what was her debut preparation. She 
Had four starts in total. She won two and ran second in two. The two wins came on dry tracks, which you'll find on Saturday. Um, what I did like was the recent trial. It was, it was quite impressive, and she crossed the line with plenty up her sleeve. I think she should be too classy for this field, even though it is a, a field that I think will be a good form race going forward. Um, a couple of nice types um, she's, she's come against, but she's got um, what she's done so far just – Wants a top pick here, and she'll only carry 56 kilos after the claim. So best bet of the day, uh, anywhere. Race one, number one, Eagle Farm, Glorious Ruby. Uh, the value comes up in race seven. Predictable miss. Look, ran second to Champagne Arnie last start, and that, that horse is the favourite for this, and probably deservedly so. He sat wide in that race and was still too tough for them, Champagne Arnie. But predictable miss around a good race in behind him, running into second. She gets a two-and-a-half kilo weight swing on... Champagnani here, and um, whilst I both both think both horses will relish the ice to eight hundred meters, I just think at the prices, um, Champagnani around three dollars, Predictable Miss around eighteen, um, that the mare was much worth the bet with just fifty one and a half kilos on her back. So that's my best value, Eagle Farm Bucks race seven, number eleven, Predictable Miss. All right, Belmont once again, the venue for Perth racing on Saturday. There is a stakes race. It is race eight, the Belmont Newmarket. Uh, listed event over 1,200 metres. BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, uh, thinks it looks like a bit of a match race between the toppy and the bottom weight. That's Indian Pacific, number one, and Son of a God, number 11. BJ thinks that uh, Son of a God can knock off the favourite. So that's 11 Son of a God to beat one Indian Pacific, uh, four, same as Dat, and 10, Tim Royale. Uh, BJ's best on the Belmont program is race three, number three, beat the bell. And his value bet, race nine. Number 10, Brave Dream. Well, Joel, uh, New Ze- fans of New Zealand punting and uh, indeed early on Saturday punting. We'll be very glad to have you back. And earlier in the day, across the Tasman, they are racing at Rickerton and Tarapa. Yeah, Rickerton, uh, they've had their winter carnival. Uh, it culminates on Saturday. They had the, uh, the Winter Cup last week, the Grand National Hurdle. Midweek, and they've got the Grand National Steeplechase over 5,600 metres on Saturday. Tally Ho, Twinkle Toe, who I think may be coming over here if, um, if one of the late races late in the season, if he can win this, uh, maybe the National at, at Ballarat. But, uh, yeah, he'll be very hard to beat, race six, number one. Uh, so worth tuning into that race if you can. Uh, my best at Rickard and race two, number five, where's Wally? He's a horse that's always showed plenty. He won on debut. He didn't have much luck his next few runs. He's had a bit of time off. He's come back in very good order, winning two from two. I think he can chalk up the hat-trick. My value bet comes up in race nine, number 15, Regal Girl. We'll find this a little bit tougher than her past couple at Wingatui, uh, but she's been hitting the line well. I think she's ready to step up to 1,400 metres again. And I think on an each-way basis, she's well worth a look at Tarapa. My best is race six, number seven, Chevelle Promotour. Lightly race Galloper. Said the two runs back from the spell. He jumped sharply and tripped second up, 1,200 to 1,600, and he got pipped on the line. Stays at 1,600, third up. He looks ready to win. And we're sticking with the last start winner for the value bet. Race eight, number eight, two, Madison. Had been racing well without much going right, uh, but she put it together last time out, stepping up to 2,100. Uh, Taiki Anagita rode her perfectly. He takes the ride again. She draws well in gate two. She gets all favours to go back to back. All righty, that wraps up the preview section of the program. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters.
Yeah, well, no good last week. Uh, Dr. Drill, just as soon as I saw the betting uh, in the lead-up to the race, uh, no, no chance, got back. Never, never, a, uh, never a hope. Love Planet, Daniel? Uh, no, found a couple better on the day. Uh, it was a good run, but, um, yeah, no excuses. All right, well, the good news is we've got a last start winner on the program, and that is Joel, five weeks ago, Miss Hipstar, a, a decent price. Joel, what have you got for us today? Yeah, that was, a, that was a long time ago. Miss that was a while ago. <laughs> um, look, I'm not overly keen on the Melbourne and Sydney program, so I'm going to have a, a bet in Adelaide and a bet in Brisbane, uh, one in Brisbane that we didn't mention. But in, I'm going to have 10 for a win on Dalamax. Hopefully he backs up, so that's Morfordville Race 5, number 3. And I'm going to have 10 for a win, Eagle Farm Race 3, number 6, Dalat Taipanazes. Uh, I think listeners have probably heard me tip him before. He won a couple last prep. I think he'll improve sharply on his first up run. So... There are our two bets. Daniel, yeah, by the sounds of it, you're going for that one early in Brisbane? Yeah, that's right. Eagle Farm, race one. As you said, barks it pretty early, so 11.23. But, um, yeah, she'll be really hard to beat. Uh, Glorious Ruby thinks she's a pretty smart filly. All right. And I'm going to go for one that has burned me before, and that is Caulfield. Uh, it is High Stranger, who, um, you know, I just think uh, – I just think in that field uh, at 1,600 against some of those who are better over further, I think just does look exceptionally well placed in a fairly small field. That's race two, number four at Caulfield High Stranger. Listeners, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online now. Go to winningpost.com.au and click on the link in the main story. In the shops, first thing Friday morning with all your form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Plenty of great reading and all your favourite features. Uh, we hope you back plenty of winners over the weekend uh, and we will talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.